Hello, everyone, and welcome to SWAT Radio. I'm David Gray, along with Brad Sykes on Friday, September 15th, and we are glad you're with us as you as we come to you live from Jacksonville, Florida. And if you have a question or a comment as we go through the program today, you can give us a call at 844-777-7928, uh, as is usually the case. Doug is off on Fridays, and Brad and I are here, and Brad, it's good to see you. Good to see you, man. You, you're looking like you uh, got a few holes in today. We did. We did. I, I got plenty <laughs> didn't, of sw- didn't get rained on. Huh? I got plenty of swings for my money. Did you really? Yeah, that's uh, that's one way of looking at it, right? <laughs> uh, in fact, I uh, I uh, had an opportunity yesterday. I was looking at my schedule, and I called my daughter and said, hey, you think Levi, maybe I could take Levi, my oldest grandson, out for a round of golf. So anyway, I called, it's kind of like a date, you know, I Mm -hmm. called him, Hey, what are you doing tomorrow? Hey, how would you like to uh, go play golf? He was like, yes, easy. And, uh, so anyway, we we got a tea time, went to go play golf, went to, got there. They didn't have a golf cart for us. It was, it was coming, but we were already 10 minutes late for our tea time. Then they said, it'll be a little while before a, uh, a cart comes. And I see about 80 high school kids there. And uh, I'm, I asked the pro, pro there. I said, "Is there is there like a high school tournament going on?" Yeah, they're they're teeing off at four. You mean they're the group behind us? <laughs> yes. I said, "You know what? Can I get a refund yeah. by any chance?" Yeah. And uh, good thing you don't need eighty high school kids coming up behind you pushing you when you're out with your grandson trying to teach them the game. It, exactly. So I said, I said, Le- I said, Levi, how about Top Golf? He's like, Oh yeah. Angry Birds and all yeah, the little yeah. games that they have at yep. Top Golf. Yep. So we had a great time Good. at Top Golf. And uh, and how old is he? Um, he is six, almost oh. seven. Okay. Uh, but I, I, and I didn't use this. I wasn't trying to promote Top Golf. But Top Golf has been a great uh, place for us yeah. with the uh, the uh, Northeast Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce. Mm. They've we we had several meetings at their space, and they are just super super great to work with the one there right off 295 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, it, it, top golf is a very unique idea yeah and uh i've been several i haven't been for a while but they have they have really good food and uh it's a good atmosphere and people who aren't golfers can have fun and, it's it's a blast yeah i mean it's not cheap yeah. no. you know right. fair warning but golf isn't cheap right so right. i've been taking my grandson out a little bit he's five and they live right down the street from the course there right. in St. John's County. And we've gone out at 530 a few times. And Do they charge for him? No. So he's no. free. So we just, <clears throat> I pay for myself for nine holes. Yeah. And I just say, he's going to ride around with me and hit a few shots. And they're, they're so happy to see a kid out oh, there. Oh, absolutely. And I'll, you know, I hit my drive and, and, and he's asking me a million questions on the way to the course. Then as soon as we get at the course, <laughs> it's never about the shot he's hitting. It's always about the next shot that he's going to be hitting. <laughs> But uh, we we have a great time, and he's learning, and he can actually hit it a little bit. Uh, we came off the whole first hole the other day, and he was hitting an extra putt on the green, and I was kind of walking over toward the cart, and then we get up to the tee on the next hole, and of course I hit off the tee, and then I just put a tee in the fairway for him, you know. But I say, "Where's the ball you were using?" He says, "Oh, I threw it in the bunker." <laughs> 
you know, he thinks it's just a game where he can yeah. throw the ball in the sand and play in the sand. But uh, he's he's getting it. He's starting to get it. And, and it's a great way to spend time with him. I, I was really just going to say, uh, uh, what a special time that is. Uh, you know, whether it's top golf or on the golf course yeah. or wherever it is right. you go, get one-on-one time with yeah. your grandkids if you can. Yeah. And uh, I'm thankful that my daughter, she's got enough kids, so she, she didn't mind me taking one of them. And, of course, the other ones are like, where are y'all going? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I only have two, so I have to do something. When I take him out, now that that's one-on-one, I mm-hmm. have to try to think about something I can do with my granddaughter. But but you do realize, uh, I, I look at it also as it's a, you know, I have so much more, obviously, experience now and life experience and all that. It's just a chance to maybe do things a little better than you did them with your own kids Isn't that or, the truth? or, or do, do yeah. them a little differently. And, and, you know, just, you, you just can't understand how much you can love your grandkids. Yeah. It's just, it's just until I, until I knew them till they were here, I had no idea it would be like this. You know, you know I've had, uh, and trust me, I don't say that uh, I've had a number of people say, you, you guys ought to do a podcast on uh, raising kids, mm. raising families. And, I usually kind of quickly dismiss that idea because uh, not that we, we certainly didn't do it perfectly, but there there were a few things that I learned early on and they weren't original like you and I always say. I don't have an original thought of my own. <laughs> I steal everything I've ever applied in my life, but one of those was getting one-on-one time with each child. Mm-hmm. And with my girls, I actually dated them. Uh, this may sound a little odd, but... Uh, I once a month would take each of the girls out on a date and it was, it was official. I mean, I, I called them, I asked them out. Uh, I showed up to the door. I knocked on the door. You know, there was a, a getting ready for yeah. on their part, which their mother obviously played a vital role in that. And yeah. then, and then usually it was, you know, and I look back at, you know, whether it was, it was movies or go-kart rides or putt-putt or, you know, whatever yep. concerts yep. as they got older yep. and things that, and just that time where you're just together. Yeah. And uh, I, I am a, I love to, I love to open the word of God. I love to teach the Bible. Obviously we had family devotions and things like that. I say, obviously, I mean, I don't, it's not, you know, I, I realize I didn't do that all the time, but there were right. family devotions as they got older, became a very important part of our life. And so I wanted them to see me in, in a different, uh, context i guess uh where it wasn't always me teaching them something yeah well i was thinking about that as you were talking and i you know the verse or the passage in the bible that talks about you know train your children up in the way they should go but it also and and then it goes on to say and i don't know if this is the same passage but it's it's in another passage maybe about training them up and talking about the word and teaching them the word as you as you get up and as you lie down as you go along the road and I think Deuteronomy about, six. And I think about, you know, spending formal time in devotions like we did too. Again, not perfectly, but the most meaningful conversations would be when I would be with them just doing something. Exactly. You know, riding in the car yeah. somewhere or now with my grandson playing golf or or just doing things with the kids and, and that's when they would engage you in conversation or ask questions or or they might say something that you didn't even think they heard you say exactly two weeks earlier mm-hmm. in a devotion and then they'll bring up a question because they've been thinking about it. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's, it's 
having those times with them so that that kind of conversation can be cultivated yeah. i mean i think you uh, so you were talking about deuteronomy 6 when you rise up when you lie down you know when you go about uh it is the idea that you, you know this discipleship is not confined to a classroom right. a podcast right. you know what i mean right and you think about the conversations i'm sure that jesus had with his disciples think about and, all the time they had oh, walking around yeah, for, it, i think that that's another thing the chosen does really well. very well shows yeah. you gives you that sense of what that traveling around and how much time they had just to talk and obviously you know dallas jenkins had to take a lot of liberties you know in producing that series but i think it it's really more along the lines of you know not every waking second was jesus teaching his disciples mm -hmm. uh, sometimes it, they probably were cutting up a lot yeah. i mean that's what we do as guys a lot right. of times right? right right and you know not to drive this home again but uh, this was our first week back as as a SWAT Bible study, and uh, I, I know you you were probably at the Thursday Thursday, group, Thursday morning, uh, yep. Yesterday morning, yep. And uh, did Craig Craig teach that? Craig, Craig Henderson, yep. yeah. But uh, we are in Mark, not today. In fact, we're going to put a bow on on Haggai today. But uh, really enjoyed just getting an overview overview of the Gospel of Mark, mm -hmm. and I'm yep. looking forward to jumping in and just throwing that out there for you guys who are listening, tuned in. Maybe you're not part of a men's Bible study or a men's group. Um, you know, I just encourage you. Uh, if you want to find out more about the, the SWAT Bible studies, um, go to SWATradio.com. You can look on, I think there's a meetings tab. Mm -hmm. Click on that meetings tab. You'll see the various places we meet and when we meet. And they are so enriching, yep. very powerful. Yep. And, and a lot of what we've talked about over the summer, before Haggai, we were talking about the book, the discipleship gospel, the, the kingdom gospel, and a lot of the scriptures used as a basis for that book are found in Mark, um, really looking at what Jesus said and taught the gospel is. Um, and so I think, I think that was semi-intentional on Doug's part, you know, the fact that we went through this discipleship gospel book and that conversation and that kind of study if you will on the radio this summer and uh and now we're doing the gospel of mark in swat and and a lot of what we're talking about in mark i think will be uh familiar from our conversations about the discipleship gospel so yeah totally agree i know we're going to take a break here in just a, just a few minutes i want to make a couple if you don't mind i'm going to make a couple of announcements sure. to to uh let people know some things that are going on uh, last Thursday, I believe it was, I had uh, Dr. Justin Young in, and uh, he is with uh, Gordon Conwell Theological Seminary, and he uh, it was interesting. I, I came in to do an interview with my good friend Zach, who's with Copassion. I'll plug that in just a second too. Anyway, he introduced me to uh, Dr. Justin Young, who is with Gordon Conwell downstairs, and. They have this conference. They have this Bible and theology conference coming up on September 21st through the 23rd. So that starts next Thursday. It's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And uh, anyway, I, I said, well, come on up in the studio. And we'll just talk. And so anyway, we had him on, on last Thursday along with Zach from uh, Copassion. And uh, anyway, this conference, September 21st, 22nd, and 23rd, it's called the Telos Conference, Bible and Theology Conference. The theme is Revelation 7, many nations, one lamb, no T. 
tiers mm. and uh, i'm excited listen the cost is 15 dollars 15 dollars to come here some just great theologians and you can go to their website in fact it's g c t s g as in gordon c as in conwell t as in theological s as in seminary dot edu slash backsplash telos t-e-l-o-s if you want to get more information um again that's open to anybody that wants to come and where is it again brad i'm yeah, sorry i knew you were going to ask me that <laughs> and uh, location destination church okay that's 88 arlington road north jacksonville florida okay great um, anyway go go check it out i'm telling you it's, this is going to be very powerful our good friend tim lusk is going to do one of the breakout sessions i personally didn't know these other uh speakers but uh i think it's going to be outstanding so i wanted and, to make that recommendation and speaking of tim uh tim's uh you know founded as we talked about i think last week and and stays involved with something called redemptive leadership international that i think supports missionary work correct and, and trains missionaries and i don't know the full extent of what they do but our good friend scott uh baldwin is uh involved with that and helps tim run his fundraising golf tournament which is coming up on i think october 24th or 25th so we got to get signed up i know but if you're interested in that or just finding out more about rli and 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 uh helping them out um uh I'm sure that you can. I'm sure there's an RLI.com website. I yep. I'll have to find that out. For but, sure. I'll find out the but, information. But here Tim has been great about uh, that ministry and about hosting the, the golf tournament's a lot of fun. Uh, developed some good friendships and relationships through that golf tournament. So, anyway, we're going to take our first break here on SWAT Radio. Uh, give us a call at 844 777 7928. And as Brad said earlier, we will be back after the break and put the finishing touches on our study in Haggai. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the air in Waycross at 91.3. There I was on death row, guilty in the first degree. Son of God hanging on him. Hell was my destiny. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes, happy to be with you as we 
go through the end, uh, the last uh, portion of the short book of Haggai, who was a minor prophet there in the uh, toward the located toward the end of the New Testament. And, and Brad, you could probably speak to this better than me, but when we talk about major versus minor prophets, it doesn't necessarily mean that they were any less important or what they had to say, but they're, they're maybe just not as, uh, the books aren't necessarily as long or in, as in depth as maybe, you know, an Isaiah or a Jeremiah or, um, Ezekiel, right? Yeah. There's, there's, uh, uh, there are some differences. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe I'll leave that one to Doug, but that's a, that's a, a great question that people may have. What, what is it that makes yeah. them major or minor? Right. But, right. Well, certainly, yeah. certainly from the standpoint of uh, just the length of the the books themselves, right? That might I I think that's part of it, but I'm sure I'm not capturing <laughs> capturing all of it. So I probably shouldn't have gone down that road if I don't know the answer. <laughs> but anyway, we are we are in Haggai chapters uh, chapter two verses ten to twenty three, which brings us to the end of the the book. It's only two chapters and. I know you guys have been talking about that a little bit this week. The the title of the teaching that Doug did uh, at the SWAT training day and that we've been doing here on the radio program is uh, Rebuilders and the Trials They Face. And the first section of Haggai dealt with uh, priority and the, the, the priorities that, that God has uh, for our lives and, and for, our, for, for us as his people are not always the same as the priorities right. <clears throat> we, we tend to have. And, and that first part of uh, Haggai was about um, getting our priorities uh, in line with God's priorities and, and getting our focus on the things that God wants and that please God. And then the second portion was chapter 2, verses 1 to 9, and that was about perspective. It was about having the right um, perspective. Uh, the the uh, people involved in Haggai were were being criticized and uh, the ones who were listening to God and who had repented and who were rebuilding the temple were, were setting out to do that, but they were facing hurdles and obstacles and criticism Mm -hmm. from those who didn't think the new temple was going to be good enough or going to be like the old temple. And and they faced uh, criticism for that. And, 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 and the, the teaching really was about how we can go through the same things as God's people that, that, as God's people, we can have the right perspective. We can have the perspective of God, but the world doesn't. The world, because they don't know God or belong to him, they can't have the, the correct perspective. And uh, that, that was that teaching. And then this uh, section of Haggai um, is really about promises and pinnacle. Um, as, as the book ends and the uh, God is pleased with the rebuilding efforts of, of the people and the lead, the leaders and the remnant that belong to him. And, uh, and he reiterates his promises to Israel and to his people at the end of the, at the end of the chapter. And so we're going to, I know you've been talking about that with Doug this week and. Yeah, we've had a, we, this has been, I'm so thankful that um, <clears throat> it, Haggai would not have been necessarily what I would have gone to, you know, okay, you've got, Six weeks over the summer. What are you gonna What are you gonna talk about? And obviously, we spent a lot of time in the book, uh, the uh, gospel. What was it? Discipleship gospel. Mm-hmm. Kingdom gospel. <laughs> Kingdom gospel. Discipleship gospel. by Bill Hull. Which, uh, if you didn't, if you missed uh, Doug's interview yesterday, it was a replay uh, with Ben Sobel. So, highly recommend that. But to 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 actually dive into Haggai, 
was very, very important uh, for me personally. And I know you and I have chatted back and forth, not just uh, on the air, but off the air uh, about how this book does. It helps you. I mean, I think as you, you hit on these things, the priority, the perspective, uh, the plan, the promise, all this stuff, as you look back and we we're reminded uh, that this priority aspect that what is what are our priorities in life not, not what we write down although we should write down our priorities but what is your priority mm-hmm. well your calendar and your checkbook will usually indicate what your priorities mm-hmm. are right and uh, how do you spend your time how do you spend your money exactly That's exactly right and uh, you know is you know if, if you're talking about rebuilding something <laughs> I've, I've been doing a lot of that lately, just true, not me personally, but I've been having some things rebuilt at our old, old house. We live in a very old house, and uh, there's oftentimes anybody who owns an old, old house, there, there has to be a priority to mm-hmm. fixing certain things or getting things right. And uh, that requires uh, resources. It requires time and, uh, and being reminded. I mean, here's, here's the 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 thrust early on is that hey god is saying my priority is my house not your house and uh you know it's hard not to go through haggai and kind of anchor down in these areas where he talks about you're spending all your time here uh you're busy building paneled houses while my house right is falling apart and so the emphasis on prioritizing the building of the temple and that and that even though it was a daunting task when the people repented and realized they were disobeying god by not rebuilding the temple god immediately says i'm with you don't be afraid i'm with you and he comes to their side not that he ever left their side but 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 the beginning of it is he's chastising them he's disciplining them to get them to turn, and when they do, he immediately draws alongside and tells them that, assures them that he's with them and that he's pleased with what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. He, no question, he was always by their side, and he's by our side too. But when we have our priorities out of line, um, things are going to get out of whack. They just are, mm-hmm. and uh, he will, he will bring us back in line if we are his children. He's going to get us back in line, and he's going to refocus our attention. He's going to refocus our priorities. And and I think you touched on it. The perspective aspect is is understanding that this isn't your house. Uh, this isn't my house. This is his house. This is his temple, and it is to be built the way he wants it built. And, uh, you know, so oftentimes we, you know, we're looking at the the cosmetics of things, uh, not understanding what God's really up to. Yeah. And they were complaining and they were, you know, grumbling like we all tend to do. Well, it's just not the way it used to be. Mm-hmm. You, you ever been around people like that? Yep. You I been, can be like that. I was going to say, I, I am yeah. that person yeah. sometimes. Absolutely. You know, I like yeah. the way it used to be. Yeah, you certainly are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was saying exactly. I am, but then when you said I could be that person. Well, I, I wrote down here, you know, laboring. So oftentimes we're laboring for the optics. Mm. You know, you think about our the culture, the, the world we're living into in today. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, I was teaching out of Second Kings this week, and 
I, I was reminded that, you know, we live in a time where people make promises all the time and it's just, it's just verbal. Mm-hmm. It's, there's no, uh, there's no intention of following through on their yeah. promises right. and the optics are, are such a vital part of that. And yet God's not concerned with that. Right. He's concerned with the heart. Right. Uh, you can mask and dress yourself up all you want, but he sees the heart. Yeah. He sees what's motivating you yeah. and I. And I'm thankful for that. It's painful every once in a while. Yeah. But, and, well, uh, and in chapter two there where, where they, the, the, the old timers, if you will, who were saying that, wow, this temple is nothing compared to the way it used to be. Yeah. Right. Where Where is their focus? Right. They're thinking about it has to be on. The, themselves and their own feelings and their own opinions and their own pride, right? Look at this, look at this rundown temple compared to the way it used to be. And is the reflection, is the concern really for God's glory or is it really for how are others going to think about yeah. us yeah. if we allow the temple to be rebuilt yeah. in anything less than its former state? Um, it probably is a bad analogy, but I, you know, we were talking about getting things right with our grandkids that maybe we failed on with our own right. kids. And one of one of my great failings as a parent, and I maybe other parents can relate to this, is you know when your kids do anything that's competitive, whether it's sports or whether they're whatever they're involved in. Of course, you want them to do well, and you have good intentions. And but I could get so my priorities and perspectives so out of whack that my kid might do something wrong or make an error in baseball or make a mistake in basketball, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And I would say something to them or, you know, get aggravated about it where I would never do that if it was another kid. Right. And what I realized pretty quickly, well, maybe I didn't realize it quick enough for my kids, <laughs> but what I realized was it wasn't about my kid making a mistake. It was about me. Mm. And it was about, is somebody else going to think that I didn't coach my kid well enough or yeah. I didn't train my yeah. kid well enough and and it's going to be a reflection on me when it had nothing to do with me. And it, it dawned on me, unfortunately, sometimes that takes too long to, to come to mm-hmm. that realization. But I realized I would get aggravated or upset or want to get on my kids for something that I would never get on another kid, especially at a young age, about. Yeah. And I... It, dawned on me quickly that it was really about me yeah and i think that that's kind of what's going on here in chapter two the perspective of these people that are complaining about the temple not being in its former glory the it's really about them yeah yeah so no doubt and i i I was gonna let you just run on about (laughs) confession about about, my failings about raising kids because yeah there's no doubt i could go on uh yeah we both could (laughs) But yeah, you're right. I mean, you're what what is the motive of what you're doing? Mm. But and I think it's interesting, you know, when you in fact my son came over uh, this after uh, this morning to help me move some stuff as we get ready for a wedding coming up in a couple of weeks and he was we were moving some books out of one of our bookcases into another bookcase. Anyway, uh, I have a lot of books as you probably can imagine. And uh, he's looking at my books waiting for, you know, me to do something. I don't know what it was, but I said, hey, feel free to grab any book up there you want. Because I weed through my books. About once a year, I'll kind of go through them and either give them away if I've got more than one or, you know, just I I don't keep anything that I haven't read. And uh, But anyway, there was one book in particular. I said, hey, I 
I don't know if you, I said, you maybe never read this book, but if there's one book I would recommend as a, as a parent, you're welcome to have this one. I'll get, get another one. Uh, Shepherding a Child's Heart by mm. Paul Tripp. Mm. And it kind of gets to what, what we're dealing with here is perspective is what is motivating me? What is, what is my reasoning? You know, in, in other words, we tend to shepherd the outside more than we shepherd the inside. Mm. And, of course, we've talked about this. We'll continue to talk about it today is that we are the temple mm-hmm. today. Right. And we can do all these things. We can sign up for every uh, event at church and serve on every committee and all that. The question is, what's the heart? Uh, That's the temple, right? right? That's right. We're going to take a break here at the bottom of the hour for the news and a couple of other announcements. And we will be right back on SWAT Radio. Give us a call at 844-777-7928 if you have a comment or a question. And come back on the other side of the news. feel very strongly that it's not conspiratorial in the least bit to say that there are two colossal competing worldviews. This is Focus on the Family Minute with Tim Gagline. There is one worldview that says that the United States of America objectively uh, is a remarkable country, that Western civilization from which America is born is worth knowing about. You have to know why Jerusalem, Athens, Rome, Philadelphia, and London, you have to know why they matter. We have to understand why Lincoln was great. We have to understand why Abigail Adams and Harriet Tubman uh, are important uh, and central to the American story. And when we erase them, when we cancel them, we are against a worldview that says objective truth does not ultimately matter. More insights from Tim at FamilyMinute.org. There's major delays near the airport on the north side because of a crash on I-95 northbound at Airport Road, blocking three lanes. Also be aware there's a multi-vehicle crash on I-95 southbound near the Fuller-Warren Bridge. Mostly cloudy tonight, low 72. Saturday will start the weekend partly sunny, high 85. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm A.J. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes with you to wrap up the week here on SWAT Radio as we uh, also wrap up our study in Haggai. And as Brad mentioned earlier, in the SWAT Bible studies now during the week, we've started and we are starting our study in the Gospel of Mark. And so next week, uh, Doug uh, will be teaching on the radio program. And and Brad, you'll be here uh, on on the study. Gospel of Mark, you know, mirroring what goes on in the weekly study. So we are ending our time in Haggai, which has been great. And Brad, before we jump into this last section, I know you wanted to make one more announcement. <clears throat> yeah, I've actually maybe have two more, but um, I wanted to just mention our friends over at Co-Passion. Uh, uh, I had Zach Melton in studio with me last Thursday. You can go listen to that broadcast, but uh, uh, Zach is 
on staff at Copassion. In fact, he is uh, also attending Gordon Conwell Theological Seminary here in the building. And Zach's a dear, dear brother, good friend. Uh, anyway, wanted to make you aware of uh, an upcoming breakfast they're having on October 3rd. Um, and if your co-passion is a, it's a movement for all students and young adults to discover who God has made them to be and actually live it out. So October 3rd, uh, co-passion will be having a partnership breakfast here in Jacksonville, Florida at the Salem Center right here where we are, 7 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. Uh, come hear what God has done over the last couple of years since launching the co-passion journey the journey is an event. It's the, the event is for business owners, professionals, and concerned individuals who would like to impact the lives of the next generation generation entering the marketplace. Uh, you can go to copassion.org backslash breakfast and get signed up. And uh, in fact, our as the founder of the Northeast Florida Christian Chamber, we're going to be one of the sponsors of that event because we really care about the fact that you know, not everybody's going to go into full-time ministry. Mm-hmm. So most, our ministry, most, people, most won't. people won't. Right. And so where is your ministry? When Jesus said, go make disciples, where are you doing that? Mm-hmm. Um, you may do it in Sunday school, but the reality is you're going to do it probably at home and you're going to probably do it at work mm-hmm. with relationships that mm-hmm. God has sovereignly placed in your path. And so what Co-Passion does is they partner with the, the, the marketplace, uh, leaders in the marketplace, where these college students who may be studying accounting or real estate or construction or whatever can actually do internships with companies that are like-minded. Mm. And so the idea is that uh, we'll live out our faith in the marketplace. So I wanted to make mention of that. I'll probably share that again over the next week or two. Also wanted to mention the 16th annual Greater Jacksonville Prayer Breakfast is coming up on October 20th. And uh, just wanted to make you aware of that. You can go to tjax.org slash breakfast. All these breakfasts, man. We, man, does somebody just have a coffee event, you know, where we don't have to always eat? But uh, anyway, just where wanted to make it. Where is the prayer your, breakfast Yeah, be, so the know? prayer breakfast will be at the Hyatt Regency okay. Jacksonville Riverfront. This is the 16th annual Greater Jacksonville Prayer Breakfast. I've been a part of this breakfast since the very beginning, and it's a great, great event. Mm. And uh, the speaker will be John Stone Street. Um, he is the president of the Colson Center for Christian Worldview, and so he'll be. A, he's a great speaker, definitely worth time, worth uh, coming to hear about it. Again, tjax.org/slash/backslash/breakfast. Mm. The Colson so. Center—that's got to be Chuck Colson. Yes, right? that I is absolutely. Him yeah. That. Anyway, my good friend Tom McLeod, who heads up Transformation Jacksonville, that's it's hosted by Transformation Jacksonville, and uh, another great organization ministry doing great things here in the city of jacksonville so thanks for that yeah well we are gonna uh finish up haggai here and i'm gonna read uh haggai chapter 2 uh verses 10 to the end of the chapter which is verses 10 through 23 that's right and our, our again our topic today or the heading today is promise and pinnacle and that's what it's been all week as you guys have uh you and doug have talked about this but let me read this Haggai 2, 10 to 23. On the 24th day of the ninth month in the second year of Darius, the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet. Thus says the Lord of hosts, ask the priests about the law. If someone carries holy meat in the fold of his garment and touches with his fold bread or stew or wine or oil 
or any kind of food does it become holy? The priests answered and said, No. Then Haggai said, If someone who is unclean by contact with a dead body touches any of these, does it become unclean? The priests answered and said, It does become unclean. Then Haggai answered and said, So it, so is it with this people and with this nation before me, declares the Lord, and so with every work of their hands, and what they offer there is unclean. Now then, consider from this day onward, before stone was placed upon stone in the temple of the Lord, how did you fare? When one came to a heap of twenty measures, there were but ten. When one came to the wine vat to draw fifty measures, there were but twenty. I struck you and all the products of your toil with blight and with mildew and with hail. Yet you did not turn to me, declares the Lord. Consider from this day onward, from the twenty-fourth day of the ninth month, since the, since the day that the foundation of the Lord's temple was laid, consider, is the seed yet in the barn? Indeed, the vine, the fig tree, the pomegranate, and the olive tree have yielded nothing. But from this day on, I will bless you. The word of the Lord came a second time to Haggai on the twenty-fourth day of the month. Speak to Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, saying, I am about to shake the heavens and the earth and to overthrow the throne of kingdoms. I am about to destroy the strength of the kingdoms of the nations and overthrow the chariots and their riders. And the horses and their riders shall go down, every one by the sword of his brother. And on that day, declares the Lord of hosts, I will take you, O Zerubbabel, my servant, the son of Shealtiel, declares the Lord, and make you like a signet ring, for I have chosen you, declares the Lord of hosts. May God bless the reading of his word. Amen. Amen. Good study. Good Good word. Um, you know, the, the questions we often ask, and uh, you know, we don't just do this here on the radio. We do this you know, throughout the week as we meet with other brothers who are in the word together is, you know, what, what is, what gets your attention in this particular passage? This is really the kind of the final statement that's made. Uh, I think Doug referred it to there, there are four basic uh, messages here in this uh, in Haggai. And th- this last one really is, is so much about the pinnacle or the plan or the promise that God makes. Um, and, you know, we, we talk about what, what is it that stands out to you? What is, what does it say about man? What does it say about God? Hmm. And then how does this text impact you? We, we've mentioned oftentimes here that there's, there's been a move to unhitch from the old Testament hmm. and yet we totally disagree with that, right? Because the old Testament is so vitally important as we look into the new Testament. Yep. But just the, 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 the meat of the text is, is certainly applicable for us today. Yeah. Yep. Well, one of the things that jumped out at me that stood out and, and, and actually I just kind of thought of this as we were reading it this time in, in verse there in the middle of the passage uh, where it says, how did you fare when one came to a heap of 20 measures, there were but 10 when one came to the vine wine vat to draw 50 measures, there were but 20. I struck you and all the products of your toil with blight and with mildew and with hail, yet you did not turn to me, declares the Lord. Boy, that reminds me of the plagues on Egypt, right? That it, reminds me of the passage in Exodus. when and, 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 of course, 
here, God's people did turn to him in response to this. But, of course, Pharaoh and the Egyptians didn't. And But that, but that, that is very similar language there, isn't mm-hmm. it, to, to the plagues? Yeah. Except God is getting his people to repent, and they do. Yeah, exactly. And he does the same with us. So there's a difference between, you know, although if the Egyptians had turned— I'm sure God would have forgiven them, sure. but they didn't. Sure. But anyway, that just jumped out at me a little bit there, that, that God will actively oppose to get our attention, to get well, people's attention. And Doug brought this out, and I love this, verse 15, now then consider from this day onward. Doug talked about that, that it's really a a looking back as to what our past has been. You, you were talking about raising kids and the difference between raising kids and you know being a part of the, our grandkids. We would do things differently, mm-hmm. right? right? And he asks the question, how did you fare yeah. in verse 16? Right off the bat, how did you fare? How'd that work out for you? Yeah. And, uh, you know, when when one when one came to a heap of 20 measures, there were but 10. In other words, all that, all that they were putting into this, you know, you're sowing seed expecting you're going to get a crop of, let's say, 100, but you're only getting 50. Mm-hmm. You're putting your time in, but you're not getting your return on investment. How's that working out for you? And uh, you know the people needed again. I think it's interesting. Over and over again, he says, "Consider mm-hmm. your ways." He says the people needed to give careful consideration to something again. Uh, they needed to remember that before they began to obey the Lord by rebuilding the temple, they had been disobedient to the Mosaic Covenant. Yeah. He said, "You got to get that right first. Let's get that right. Yeah. So. Yeah. We'll talk more about that when we come back and in our last segment and also uh, get into some of our other questions about what does it teach us the passage about God and about people and how can we live differently because of this study in Haggai. We're going to be right back on SWAT Radio. Call us at 844-777-7928. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back for our last segment right after this. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network. Listen online at ilovethetruth.com. Brother, let me be your shelter. Never leave your 
Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes, and we are looking at Haggai uh, verse uh, chapter 2, verses 10 to 23, and before the break, kind of talking about what stands out to us in that passage. And Brad, you were talking about this, about consider your ways and look back, and, and I had that down as really my first comment, that, that God wants the people to see their condition in their life before they repented and obeyed mm-hmm. God and after they did. And the difference yeah. between uh, that, and, and you know, I made a note from Doug's teaching at the training day. I thought this was really good. This is verbatim from Doug's teaching. Nobody who claims Jesus as Lord and Savior but lives disobediently is happy or satisfied. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And, and I've experienced that. I think probably most of us as believers have where where we've not been, you know, claimed that we belong to him and that we love him and follow him and but haven't been very obedient and life is not pleasant are you saying you've experienced god's discipline because he says he disciplines those he loves and uh no we're never happy about that but uh it we need it right i mean we need god to get us in line sometimes if we're his uh he will make sure that happens Uh, he will he will bring you low for sure. And, uh, you know, there's there's so much in this that kind of stands out. Obviously, we know it, it talks about how God, he, that he rules the heavens. And uh, you, you were bringing up verse 17. The Lord uses, you know, hot winds, mildew, hail to smite the people and, and what they had planted. Yep. Uh, but they still did not repent. Um, anyway, I, th- I think it's interesting that here he he's going to bring you know. So oftentimes we think we've got control of things, and he's going to shake the earth. Mm. We we know it. It says it here. Mm-hmm. He is rule over all, yep. and uh, he's gonna he's gonna do what needs to be done to get done what needs to be done. Well, you mentioned that, and and again, not to get off on a tangent here, but you think about the day of the Lord, right? The day that he does shake the heavens. Right? The day yep. that he really shakes them and Jesus comes back and the Bible talks about that people will be going about their business like any other day. People will be saying, you know, what does it say? Peace and safety, like mm. everything's fine. And, and, and uh, of course, it also says that he'll come like a thief in the night, you know, when people aren't expecting it. And, and what will that be like? But, um, you know, it's interesting also that in that in that in this passage, when he's talking to them about considering their life as disobedient children and as obedient children. And then he asks those questions about can, can what can make something clean or unclean? And, and, and essentially what he's saying is cleanness and health or holiness can't be transferred, right? That, that comes from God as a gift to us, right? We are, are, are any holiness or righteousness that we have is imputed from Jesus. And then any, righteous acts that we do we can do because we have the power of the holy spirit within us and because our sin has been taken away by by the work and person of jesus but the point is that un, unhealth or sickness or sin can be transmitted unrighteousness yes, can be right. transmitted and so i think the point he's making here is look if you're not careful to obey me right as, and, and that's where the source of your goodness and righteousness is. I'm the source of your, and you, you can be severely impacted by these other people that 
There's about yeah. You know, Proverbs says bad company corrupts good character, right? right. This idea that right. if you're getting in line and hitching your wagon, if you will, to people that aren't following God, they're going to corrupt you, yeah. and they're they're going to pass along yeah. their wickedness to you. And, well, and so I thought that was an interesting passage as well. Yeah, that picture. Even this morning, a uh, study that I do on Friday mornings with some guys. Uh, one of the guys didn't come this morning. He sent a message, said, I've, I've actually got COVID. <laughs> you know, had he shown up, he could have infected us all. Yeah. But none of us who were healthy were going to make him healthy. Right, right. And in fact, our, our, one of our good friends, Tim, uh, from SWAT, said uh, in Chapter 2, we see Christians who think they can get immunity by being around other Christians mm-hmm. are going to church on Sunday. But we don't get immunity by just hanging around church. Uh, we, we've got to do the things that the Bible teaches us, like getting into his word, prayer. Uh, we all have a virus of sin, and we need to take spiritual medicine to make right. us well. Right. You know, and that's it's a great word. Yeah. It's a good reminder. Yeah. And when Jesus said, beware, like uh, talking about the Pharisees and their hypocrisy and their false teaching, he said to the people, beware the leaven of the Pharisees. This idea that just a little bit of yeast or leaven you know, in the making of bread, I don't, I'm not an expert on this, but just a little bit of it gets in and works its way all the way through the dough. And I think that was the the analogy Jesus was making that the Pharisees were hypocrites yeah. and they were, yeah. and they were not lovers of the truth and, and their hypocrisy and their sin easily worked its way through the people. And so Jesus was warning about that, but you made a good point. Nobody who's healthy is going to make somebody who's got COVID healthy that's right that's right uh that that that's a great way to put it you don't you don't get righteous by hanging around what you consider to be righteous people or or the church or right right. well and i know we even brought this out last week but verse 21 uh you know speak to zerubbabel so haggai is told to tell zerubbabel that yahweh was going to shake the heavens and the earth Again, divine judgment is in view here, as we've talked about. Uh, That Zerubbabel, not Joshua or the people or the recipients, suggests that the message deals with a royal prediction. Listen, God, this is for us today. That God is going to shake the heavens. He's going to shake the earth. And, And obviously, interesting that this comes after he asks them about their sowing of seed, their their lack of harvest. Listen, you think that's bad. <laughs> you think I can't control the weather that allows you to produce the grain that you need to make whatever you need to make? Someday, soon, I'm going to shake the heavens and the earth. Yeah. What a, what a sober reminder. I mean, we are often, especially here in Florida in the summertime, boy, we have these thunderstorms come in, and, I mean, they hit powerfully and we're reminded in a split second that god is in control mm-hmm. god directs those you know where what it was in job where were you when when the lightning bolt struck you know yep. listen that is a good reminder god is sovereign he is on the throne and he will one day shake the heavens yeah. he will shake the nations it says well that's a great summary of it yeah that our next question a great answer to our next question what does the passage teach us about god and Oof. and 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 couple of times in the passage it talks about him shaking the heavens and 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 back in the previous passage we looked at it talked he talked about remember how i brought you out of egypt 
And then he talks about what he's doing in the present day of Zerubbabel and Joshua to to get them to be obedient. And then he goes into, and one day I'm soon I'm going to shake the heavens. This idea that my power and my promises in the past are the same as my power and the promises here in, in the present. Amen. And are the same as my power and my promises for the future. Yes. God never yep. changes. Yep. And of course we see that in many passages oh. in scripture. Well, obviously not only is he going to shake the heavens and earth, verse 22 talks about that he, he's going to overthrow the rulers of the nations of the earth. So he's going to shake the heavens and the earth and he's going to overthrow the rulers of the nation. And I think, it's such a beautiful picture how this verse 23 yeah. wraps up. Yeah. Yeah. On that day, declares the Lord of hosts, I will take you, O Zerubbabel, my servant. Love that. My servant, the son of Shealtiel, declares the Lord. I'm, I, and make you like a signet ring, for I have chosen you, declares the Lord of hosts. And, and I think for us, and this, this is kind of how it impacts me as I look forward as I leave this studio today, that I am his servant. Mm. I am his chosen one. And what? where are my priorities? If I am his, where should my priorities be? Mm. And uh, that as I go to work, that I am working as unto him, as Colossians 3.23 says, that I'm, not, I, I'm literally leaving here to go meet a client, you know? And, and what a joy, what a, what a privilege that is that I am first his servant yep. before I'm their servant. Yeah. I am first his chosen person before I am the one that they've chosen me to work for. Yep. So I'm going to go show property and uh, uh, as a good reminder yep. that God is on the throne. He's given me the privilege of being his servant. Yeah. How well am I going to do with that? Yeah. And that promise, so that you're, you're, to your point, that promise to Zerubbabel <laughs> – is the same promise, you know, we're yes. a royal priesthood, just like That's Zerubbabel. Right. So, so God was reestablishing the Davidic line of kings through which the Messiah would come here after the exile, right? And Zerubbabel is the one through whom he's reestablishing that yeah. line. Yeah. And the promise that he's going to overthrow all the other rulers in the nations so that the only one that will continue ultimately is Jesus, right? So that he's, <clears throat> he's going to overthrow I mean, I think of the psalm where it says, why do the nations rage against God? Why, and God laughs at them and considers them as footstool. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, yeah. But but this idea here that, that, that God is reestablishing the Davidic line through which, Dave, through which Jesus comes, and he, and he does that, and he says that to Zerubbabel right after he says, I'm going to overthrow all the other rulers in the nation. Exactly. And there's only going to be one left, yeah. the, the real king. Yeah. yeah. The real king. Isn't that awesome? That's, that is pretty awesome. Well, that promise there that uh, he, he makes to Zerubbabel, uh, he, he uses that word, I'm going to make you like a signet ring. Is, the, is this, the Lord was going to make Zerubbabel like a signet ring Signed, because he had chosen him. Right. Exactly. It's like stamping right. something yes. or branding something. I, yeah. For us, in our context, certainly for being a Texan, it's the brand. Yeah, we are branded mm. with Jesus, um, and 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 being reminded that that we've been branded. Yeah, and uh, that's a beautiful. I know branding may sound brutal. Yeah, but the reality is, it what a joy. Well, the signet ring was a big deal in that world, yeah. not just in the in the context of this passage, but 
by using that language and, and that symbol with Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel knew exactly what it meant. It meant ownership. Ownership meant. and authority. Exactly. Right? And, yeah. and approval. And, yeah. you know, God is giving Zerubbabel his stamp of approval yeah. and saying, you'll be the, you're the get, you're the, like it says about the Holy Spirit, you're the, you're the guarantee, if you will, guarantee, you're the inheritance or the stamp or guaranteeing that the Davidic line will continue and yep. culminate in the Messiah, yep. culminate in Jesus. Beautiful. And Beautiful. Uh, anyway, that's a good maybe way to end on <laughs> what does could, it we, teach we, us about God? We could talk about this for a long time that's right. here. That's right. Well, we are glad you've been with us here on SWAT Radio. We're, we're always thankful for you, our listeners, and hope that uh, you're edified by our conversation and that God will continue to work into your hearts uh, the, the the passages in the Bible, verses and teachings that Doug and Brad mainly bring every week. So thank you for listening. Have a great weekend. And Brad and Doug will be back on Monday to start in on Mark on SWAT Radio.